back to the 98% Life After Prison, a show dedicated to the almost 98% of incarcerated people in North Carolina who'll be released back into our communities and the challenges they face upon reentry. In part two of our episode, Welcome to Your Local Reentry Council, we travel to Durham to learn about one of the best resource counties in the state when it comes to transitional support for justice-involved people. I had a great conversation with Ontario Joyner. He's the outreach coordinator for the Durham LRC. He's responsible for bringing together a network of organizations and individuals to provide support and services for formerly incarcerated people who are often released with little more than just bus fare. Let's take a listen to Ontario Joyner's interview. Right now, on our caseload, we have approximately 75 people on our caseload here in Durham, um, and that is constantly growing throughout the day, literally, because we accept walk-in appointments, too. So we get a list from DAC that is about six months out, and once we get it, once a person is within 90 days of release, we usually send our introduction letters to that individual pretty much it's introducing ourselves and letting that person know what resources we have connections with here in Durham and just pretty much saying, hey, would you be willing or do you want to or need to get connected? I will say that being released for many, may you would think that it would be a period of excitement, a period of happiness. But in many cases, what cases what I've noticed is that it is a period of fear It's a period of anxiousness, anxiety that's associated with it, because now you're putting a person back in their environment and saying, here you go, figure it out. So really, from what I'm hearing from you, people who are coming out of prison often are starting all over again. Yeah. And and, in many cases, um, a lot of individuals are building from the ground up. Um, And that may not be the case for everyone. Some um, people return back home and they go into a great situation, um, whether it be some form of family support. They already have employment options lined up. They have a stable home and just they have a lot of support around them. That's not the case for a a lot of people. Um, Many times an individual is coming back home from incarceration. They're doing just that, starting from the ground and trying to rebuild their lives with this stigma of being incarcerated placed on them. So in Durham, what are the major barriers? Um, I will say housing is one of the barriers that we face for sure. Um, Identification. um, A lot of clients are returning home from incarceration and they don't have a state ID. Um, That state ID is one of the most important pieces um, that a person is going to need. Without that state ID, it's going to be hard for them to get employment, certain benefits, even even down to as simple as enrolling in a certain program, whether it be for a GED or a continued education course over at Durham Tech. A state ID sort of gives you identity. It gives you identity. It literally gives you Id- identity. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, I, I think that is going to be one of the most important things. Like even even down with just to get a library card, you need a state ID. So what kind of response have you had in Durham? I will say the the response that we get in Durham is nothing short of amazing. Um, A lot of our partners are really second chance driven. 
one thing I always say when when I when I speak about our local reentry council here in Durham, our success that many people you know talk about and kind of um, express is honestly solely based on the partnerships and the organizations that are present here in Durham. With the reentry council, we're only as strong as the resources that we have that we, and our partnerships that we form. We're lucky to say here in Durham that we we pride ourselves and not working in, in silos. It's it's so many it's a Durham is truly a a resource wealthy county. I will say that and we see a lot of justice involved individuals trying to make their way to Durham solely because of that. Um because of the resources that are offered here, because of the 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 support from our county managers, support from our our city managers that we have with finding funding for these programs, um, encouraging different um, organizations to, to come to Durham. With the LRC and me being a coordinator, I'm just constantly just trying to be as visible as possible. I'm constantly looking for new partners to, to, to join the LRC, looking for new agencies, new nonprofit organizations that want to partner with us. Um, I'm, I'm open. If you have an organization or you're just an overall individual, you don't necessarily have to be a part of any established nonprofit, any established organization to just say, hey, how can I help? How did you first get involved in this work? I mean, you didn't grow up saying, I'm going to work for the local reentry council when I grow up. No, um, actually, uh, with, with me, I always knew uh, from a younger age, I wanted to be involved in the criminal justice system somehow in regards to assisting this population. Prior to this, I worked as, a, as an officer and um, also I worked with the parole commission. So in seeing the criminal justice system from that aspect, I wanted to, I wanted to do more. I wanted to be able to help more people and touch more people and and I was kind of I was aware of reentry. I just needed to get an opportunity to thoroughly get in, in, embedded into the reentry process and be able to help people. I knew from a young age I wanted to help people. It was just a matter of um, identifying what that help actually looked like. And once the opportunity presented itself here in Durham, I kind of jumped at it and, and never looked back. I was referred to Step Up, which is one of Durham's many nonprofit organizations that collaborates with the local reentry council. And Step Up helped me um, with education. They helped me with financial literacy classes. They connected me to a lot of services that I needed just to help um, my reentry become a lot more smoother. I've heard a lot of good things about Step Up, and I think it's one of the many organizations in Durham that does really good work for people coming back to Durham. Another organization that collaborates with the LRC is FIT, Formerly Incarcerated Transitions. North Carolina's FIT program is sponsored by the UNC Department of Medicine. FIT connects formerly incarcerated individuals who have a chronic disease, mental illness, or substance use disorder with appropriate health care services and other reentry resources. Darrell Clayton is lead community health worker for Durham's FIT program, and he works closely with Ontario Joiner. Let's listen to Darrell describe FIT and its relationship with the LRC. 
As the lead community health worker for NC Fit, um, which is formerly incarcerated transitions program, uh, headed by Dr. Evan Ashkin, we implemented the TCN model, Transitions Clinic Network, where we help formerly incarcerated persons with health care. And so we connect the person to or get them an appointment and connect them with a primary care provider. We provide a voucher for their copay. We get their medications. We also uh, write a voucher for their medications. A lot of times people return home with maybe a 30-day supply of medication. And without NC Fit, they may run out of that medication. And it may be months before they ever get it again because they can't afford the medication. Um, and I always say the the secret sauce to NC Fit is the community health workers have lived the experience of incarceration themselves. That's the secret sauce because now whenever you meet someone who's returning home, you're not speculating on what they're going through. You actually have lived that yourself. And once you start talking to someone that's coming home and they realize that you have been there and done that yourself, you kind of learn to build a rapport. There's some trust there that might not ordinarily be there. Um, and when those you break down those barriers, it makes the work a little easier because you have some trust. So we're the medical piece that pays for prescriptions and connects to a primary care provider for formerly incarcerated persons. And we do that with the LRC. So the LRC is our is our source where all of our community partners meet at the LRC. We have 100 counties in North Carolina and we should have 100 LRCs. I say that, but the key piece to what I'm saying is the LRC is only as good as its coordinator. So Durham has been blessed to have a really good coordinator in Ontario Joiner. He's very committed to the work. He's um, will go the extra mile, but he assesses um, the individuals as they come in and they return. He'll see what the greatest need is. And then he'll reach out with a referral to the community partners just for whatever that need is. And what that, the, the, what, how that helps us is we don't end up kind of out of scope of practice or doing too much because all we have to do is our part because Ontario will make sure that everybody else does their part by keeping everybody at the table, everybody in the loop. And then when you meet again and, you see the success that a person is having, you know that that came from the LRC, which was the roots to the tree that eventually blooms and blossoms. I was connected to FIT because uh, at the age of 25, I was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. And as we know, um, people in prison do not receive uh, the good medical care. So once I got out, I was connected to FIT and was able to get an MS specialist and on the right medication. And now I lead a healthier, happier life. 
Wow, that's a huge contribution to your transition, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was very important to get on the right medicine. That has definitely increased my lifespan. So um, Evan Ashton, tell me just a little bit about working with him. Is he your doctor? Is he your primary care doctor? Or do you have another doctor? Uh, Yeah, Dr. Uh, Evan Ashkin is my primary doctor. He's wonderful. He calls to check up on me just just to see how I'm doing, whether I've had a doctor's appointment or not. And if it's time for a doctor's appointment, he makes sure that I get, um, I'm connected to the right um, doctor that I need for me specifically. So I'm very thankful for Dr. Ashkin and all his services. And the community health worker that you've worked with is Tommy Green. And Tommy Green, we interviewed because he also is owner of SWIT, Success While in Transition. So how often do you see Tommy? Um, I don't see Tommy much, but we have been in some of the very similar spaces just because of our background because of our experience and just uh, we're involved in a lot of the same organizations. He's he's a wonderful person. I mean, what he does is definitely an asset to the community. And I just have to add this footnote. Darrell recently got a new job. He now works for the company that served as the model for Dr. Evan Ashton when he developed North Carolina Fit. So in addition to working with Fit, Durrell is employed by Transitions Clinic Network, or TCN, based in San Francisco. He's teaching community health workers throughout the country to serve people returning from incarceration. Well, that's our show today. I hope you enjoyed it and maybe learned something new. Tune in to our next episode of the 98% Life After Prison when we explore the intersection between addiction and the criminal justice system. Stay tuned. Stay tuned.